I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Des Bishop podcast. Apologies in advance for my voice. I'm a little hoarse. But uh, so, excuse me, this will be just a quick intro because... I want to keep editing to a minimum. Uh, We have a great chat with Rory Albanese, former executive producer of The Daily Show, um, regular comic at the Comedy Cellar, and this chat happens at the Olive Tree, which is above the Comedy Cellar, so a little bit of background noise, and I just wanted to chat to somebody about the state of American politics, the horrible thing that happened in Florida, and just the sort of tribal divided nature of political discourse in today's day and age. So I asked Rory if he would chat to me about that. And uh, I think it's great. Um, I am uh, just doing a simple edit on this one because it's been a crazy week for me. Um, I'm sort of moving into this new apartment. Plus my mother had a TAVR procedure on her heart. Uh, so she's in the hospital at the moment. Now she did the procedure was successful and she's fine, but I've been driving back and forth from Port Washington, Long Island, back into Manhattan for shows and also dealing with deliveries and things for the the new apartment. So I didn't have a hell of a lot of time this week. So I was glad that we got this chat in with Rory. I'm sorry we didn't get it up on Thursday, but first thing Friday morning it's there. And uh so enjoy the chat and I'll talk to you afterwards. Perfect. So, uh, I'm using you. Yeah, for what? Well, you know, I often want to express my opinions about American politics, but, you know, sometimes I do this on my own. Your own podcast? No, like I just chat to myself. Oh, you do? And that's the podcast? Sometimes. That's it, good. I like that. Often I chat to people, but sometimes I... Just you rambling about the th- stuff you want to ramble about. Yeah, that's but... cool. But particularly with American politics, I don't feel like uh, I'm informed enough often. Really? Because yeah. you spend so much time in Ireland, and also because I, uh, I second guess myself in terms of my opinions. You do, but I felt like today was an important day. Yeah, and I've, 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 I. But I, just to say that, like I don't know, I don't know anyone who's not sane and doesn't occasionally second guess their opinions. Like anyone who's that locked in to their beliefs on everything. You're, it's like a red flag to me. You're like, yeah. really, you can't. I, you, there's no, there's no opportunity to like have a conversation and maybe like change your mind i mean that's really the problem we have is there's two sides that are so locked in and they're thinking you yeah know? well that, i mean i text you th- so that in terms of like lately what i've wanted to talk about but just haven't i guess i just haven't had that energy to try to express it is how can we make sense of this uh almost like tribal division in american politics but kind of around the world that everybody is so entrenched in their opinions yeah why why that's happened I don't know. I, I mean, I would blame the internet, blah, 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 yeah. but that's not important. Yeah, I think I would blame the internet, too. But what, what's important is, like, what the fuck are we going to do? I don't know, man. And it's funny because 
it's it's I, I think about this a lot, right? Which is like everybody always thinks they're right. Meaning like like ISIS thinks they're right, right? <laughs> Don't know what I mean? No, like I, if you talk to a dude from ISIS, he'd be like, Here's why I feel that way. Yes. Like I was he'd be like, I was a fourteen year old kid in Iraq and I was going to school one day and then the US dropped a bomb and killed my whole family and now all I want to do is kill Americans. And he'd be like, Well, yeah, I guess from your like, perspective, I, yeah. like you know, so in other words, everyone thinks they're right. And that's what is, and the problem now with the politics of the country is people are just digging in deeper and deeper. Mm. So we're really at this like, it's really become, uh, there's no such thing as compromise anymore. Now it's just sort of like, it's like the left. Either you're winning or you're losing. Yeah, but I also think it's, it, and I don't think it's one side's to blame more than the other. It's like, I know, I still don't understand. And I, I you know, I talk to, and I think it's one of the best things about being a comedian is like, but I, I always try to look at every topic and think about it. You know, like, I don't just go, well, I, you know, I, I picked, I'm an independent as, a, as far as voting goes because I was 18 and I had no idea what Republican or Democrat meant when I was 18. So yeah. I picked independent because that sounded like cool, you know? And then, uh, and then, but I try to think that way. I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, I don't think, I do think you're allowed to be like pro-choice and pro-Second Amendment at the same time. Like, I think you're allowed to have mutually, um, uh, uh, you know, sort of mutually opposing sides in your own viewpoints. Like, I don't see why. Like, it's like it's like the re- the right in this country is like, here's what we believe in. We believe in God, guns, da 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 da, da. and the mm. left's like, here's what we believe in. I'm like, well, I think some of the stuff the left believes in is bullshit, and I think some of the stuff the right believes in is bullshit, depending on the issue. Like, I was doing. Um, uh, Mike Yard is another comedian here. It's very funny. He and I were meeting with this group. They were maybe we were going to host their charity event for them. It's this charity. It's a group that does like urban. It's called the Urban Arts something or other and they have uh, some fucking liberal bullshit yeah no it's a charity it's for kids in in inner inner city kids who like have trouble in school and they bring them art programs it's really it's a great cause you know but we were there and we were talking about the charity event and they were saying they didn't want to use because you know they try to raise money so most charity events have an auction but they were like we don't use the word auction and I was like what do you mean you don't use the word auction they're like you know it's a sensitive word and Mike Yard, being a black dude, is like, why is it a sense of work? Because it's slave auctions? And they're like, you know, we have a lot of, like, you know, black kids in the program, African-American kids, and we find that to be a very... And I'm like, you're telling me you don't say the word auction when you do an auction? Like, you have a dude from Sotheby's coming in. <laughs> they do. They have a guy from Sotheby's coming in to do an auction. I go, you know, his business card is going to say auctioneer, auctioneer. <laughs> on it because that's what he fucking does. I couldn't even believe it. I actually said to them, and obviously, like, I... I hate Trump more than one could, I think. But um, I said to them, I go, when you tell me that, I'm like, I want to vote for Trump. That's how mad that makes me. So that's what I mean. It's like both sides make these stupid choices that like get hung, and they get hung up on their own bullshit yes. and they get hung up on their own. Well, everyone's hung up on their own bullshit. And, and, and that, you know, like the gun thing is that in this country. The gun thing is that. Like, it's well, like, I, I want to talk about that yeah, separately because yeah, right. that's like ridiculously topical. Yeah, but right. I mean, I was going to do it the other way around, but since we're talking no, about no, this No, no, we can first, do it the other way around. No, I'm I saying like it's this. just, but I'm saying all of those issues to me are like, they become these entrenched issues. So like every time the left does something like you can't say the word auction, the right's like, I want five more guns. In other <laughs> words, that's how it works. It's like, it's like that's, it's all knee-jerk reaction to yeah. each side. And it, I get it. Like as a human, I'm like, how many words are you going to take away from me as a person in a country that's supposed to have free speech, which means you're supposed to be allowed to go out and say whatever the fuck you want, however horrible and horrific it is, other than yelling fire in a crowded theater. Well, I did like uh, somebody was saying the other day on the radio that it is important to make clear the difference between free speech and hate speech. Couldn't agree more. 
So, Couldn't agree more. But the question then becomes, who's the who's the panel of judges who decides yes. that? Because well, in other words, in, like in some instances, I think it's quite clear. I, the way I've the way I've always deciphered it is once I understand that a group of people is legitimately offended by something, like like for example, like growing up, everything. Well, you grew up on Long Island, not too far from Queens, where you grew up. Yeah. But it's like everything was gay. Like anything that you didn't like, anything that was stupid was gay. And like the F word for gay, you know, fag, which I don't really yeah. say, but I'm saying it because we're yeah, talking we're about it, it as a yeah. discussion. I never say that word anymore. That's probably the first time I've said it in like 10 years because I found out from gay people that it offended them. And I was like, well, I don't want to say so. I, I never, I never knew it was offensive because I, you know, grew up in like a straight white guy bubble where like me and my yes. buddies said, did whatever we wanted. And, and as I was exposed to more of the world and different groups of people and different types of people, as I got older and opened my eyes to things, I was like, well, I never want to make people feel bad. So I would never say that. But at the same time, when you start to make things up, which the left does, I'm using that word auction as an example. Yeah, I mean, now, is this it is the two left white or guys. Is it the, this is two is it, white guys in a room who run this program telling me. They don't, oh, it was two white guys? Yeah, telling me they don't use the word auction. Well, that's and ridiculous. I look at Yard and I go, and Yard being like just the funniest, like loudest black dude ever. He's like, what? You know, he's like, what the fuck? And it was just funny because he was the only black dude in the room. Even it was his, you know, urban Well, thing. I mean, I could understand if the origin of the word auction came from slave auctioning. No, it didn't. But I don't believe that's the origin of the no, word auction. Not, absolutely not. Yeah, so, um, but then I was like, so can you say cotton? Like, what <laughs> other words? In other words, what? I said that. I was like, can I say cotton? Because that's a word that... Mike Yard laughed at that, right? Yeah. And I, then I touched his sweater. I'm like, what is this, cotton? I'm saying... And then I, was actually, <laughs> then I touched it, and I was like, actually, that's, that's a nice sweater, you know? But... That's what I mean. In other words, like that's a so there is a slippery slope argument. So the right in this country, who hates that, their knee-jerk reaction is to go hard the other way. And you know, on stage as a stand-up, it's very hard not to. We're on stage here, like the Comedy Cellar, which is the noisy here in the background, and we say something that's not even controversial, and the crowd groans. And all you want to do is be like, you fucking pussies, you know? But you can't say that word anymore because pussy means weak and it it's, re reflects negatively on women. And then I found out women don't like that word. I'm like, all right, I'll give that one up too. Yeah. You know, so you have to learn, you have to adapt with the times. But then if those times start to get so carried away that you can't... Yeah, it's stifling. Yeah, it's stifling. So then you have this other group, this Trump group that's pushing hard against that, but they're pushing so hard against it that it does start to feel like hate speech and white supremacy and unwelcoming other groups and talking about white nations and getting rid of Muslim people and but like what's so funny to me is the right wing in this country they're all like the tough guys or at least they think they're the tough guys they think they're badasses you know they like own guns and all that stuff but they're really like the most chicken shit dudes they want well, a wall all, and, and they want all, guns like and they're, they're always offended they're actually always always offended they're always getting upset totally at people not agreeing with them all the time and they're offended if you make fun of God uh, and, and they're offended if you make fun of Trump yeah, that's what I mean. So suddenly, the joke suddenly, is, suddenly, it's unpatriotic to disagree with the president. Well, by the Whereas way, for eight years they shat all over Obama. Shat. They didn't even. Th Trump led a movement claiming Obama wasn't from America. I mean, he literally led that movement, and now he's the president. Uh, yeah, now that's the most disrespectful thing. Now it's thing unpatriotic you can say. to not clap if right. you don't agree with his. With, with uh, him. With yeah. So yeah. so the, the so both sides yeah they're both yeah <laughs> it's but both sides yeah they're nuts <laughs> both sides are completely nuts it is completely so nuts. It, what happens is and like I think the media plays a role like so now CNN all day long they're trying to find something stupid Trump said yes. and it's like why don't you just 
Let the dude be president. Let him be president. Let this investigation, whatever they're doing, and then, like, stop treating him. Like, the more they treat him like a, uh, a, a an object of, like, fear and, and cr- crazy and say he's mentally ill and he's unfit to leave the more they're charging up all those people to defend them. It's like, yes. it's like, it's, it's literally a cold war, but like, it's starting to escalate to that. Like, you know, that point of like, you know, call to arms. That's what it feels like. I don't think it'll ever get there. Cause I, I think know, we're but, too fat and lazy to actually fight. But the amazing thing is that, cause you know, for some reason, CNN and Fox get so much of the, the focus. But like, if you listen to radio in your car, 75% of the radio is right-wing radio. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's been going for 30 years. Oh, yeah. 30 years of a relentless negative message about anything that's centrist or yep. quote-unquote liberal, right? So that's been going on for such a long time. Now suddenly it's like, oh, we're going at Trump. We need to stop that. We're just charging them up. Where, as an actual fact, there's been uh, media nonstop like one-sided media non-stop on both sides going for a very long time yeah you know like i always think that in ireland they have this very annoying broadcasting law where you know you have to you have to balance the argument so there's a, we, it's a if, law yeah so if we were actually like an official radio show right now like and you said that you were anti-abortion or sorry, you well, probably better to say that you think if you were arguing that it's crazy that it's illegal to have an abortion in Ireland, right? I I, I would have to, within a reasonable period of time, bring on a a pro life argument, so to, that everyone to, can hear both sides. Yes, but they try but to it's do annoying, that. They try to do but that. But it's actually I I actually really believe in it because we don't have a media. People complain about the media atmosphere in Ireland, but in Ireland they don't have a media climate like they do here, where it's like. Pick your poison and listen to it all day. Yeah, it's it's literally a big business here. It's a big business. It's like you know it, the whole the whole game. The thing that drives me nuts. Well, first of all, there's a few things that drive me nuts about cable news. I also worked at the Daily Show for like 14 years. That's why you're so, here, man. No, but I'm saying so. I watch <laughs> a lot of cable news. Fox, that's why I'm asking you about politics yeah, but Fo- and not Leonard Oots. Well, that's fair. <laughs> le, le, Fox News does a thing. Where they refer to the mainstream media yeah. all the time. They always say the mainstream media. The main- They're the and highest then, rated cable yeah. news network. And then they go to commercial. <laughs> and they're like the number one news network in the world. And you go, well, how are you? How can you be number one and not mainstream? So that right there is like the contradiction of all Insane. contradictions. And then CNN. But it, that's the whole, the whole right wing sort of. Uh, yeah, the picture joke. that they paint is that that they're victims. It's all against us. Yeah, of course. Never. And then the the um, the CNN. other joke about all these networks is that they're on the same television rating system as entertainment broadcast television so in other words the same way like a sitcom or whatever walking dead or like whatever show is on tv the same way those people make money which is ratings and then selling ads is the same way cnn makes money which means or fox news or msnbc so their goal is to get as many viewers as possible so but that's why it, they never stop going on about trump because right but in other words they're just doing what works they're not reporting like in other words if what gave them ratings was filming a steaming pile of dog shit, that would be what would be on all day. Wolf Blitz would be like, it's still steaming. The dog shit's still... Like, that's all that would be on. <laughs> because they don't really care about other, anything other than generating the money. Which is why, like, you know, the, the Trump thing for them was probably the most lucrative thing 
that's ever happened to them. And in my opinion, CNN got the dude elected. They gave him 24-hour, 7, wall-to-wall -wall coverage. Non-stop. Non-stop. He got more coverage than any other candidate by an order of magnitude. All they did was they were obsessed with him. All they did was talk about him. All they did was laugh at him. All they did was charge his base, fuel his base. And But honestly, I'm part of the problem because at that time particularly, I couldn't get enough of it. Me too. I literally I can't. couldn't. I know. I can't stop watching it. It's like a drug, dude. I'm it. like Google. I'm like Trump. I'm like, what's happening? Get out of here. What did he say? I Google Trump five times a day. Dude, I go on Twitter. I'm like, Trump, Trump. what did he say? What stupid thing did he do? It's, I'm obsessed it's, with it. It's probably, let me see. It's like a, it's Either it's Trump or Des Bishop. Those are the things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to see. I do that. Dude, that's so funny. I do that all the yeah, time. I'm just like, I want to know all the time what dumb thing he did. Because it really has become every... I'd say and there's four always hours, like have every you noticed, four to eight hours. Have you noticed that there. th there's like a few like rabid Trump supporters? Uh, Rory's food is right. You can eat while we eat. chat. Yeah, you're going to hear me I'll eat. chat over your chewing. Well, I don't know what the broadcast laws in well, Ireland all, are about you, chewing. You're doing me well, you know. I put, gonna, up, I put up a Facebook recently with a, a panda eating a carrot. And just the ridiculous sound of chewing. But there's always like a few big Trump tweeters. Some of them are supporters. Like that guy, Paul... Michael Thomas or something? Well, I created a uh, I created a fake Twitter account. I have my main Twitter account at Rory Albanese. If you What's know what? And then, but I created a, a fake one um, that is a, a, like a MAGA, like a fake Trump supporter. Oh, really? And, yeah, and there's like a whole other side to Twitter. So I'm constantly trying to like get engaged in conversation with the Trump supporters because I'm obsessed with the way they think. And lately, I spend more of my time on that account than my normal one. Because what is your What is your fake one? I can't tell you that. It's, it's going to blow my cover, bro. Oh, I'm like yeah, Serpico. Shit. I'm like Serpico. That's a pity because but, um, I really want to. Well, you can tell I'll me. I'll tell you. I'll, yeah. But um, it really is the kind of thing where uh, I have not had an opportunity lately to like not want to be on that because the stuff these people say is so racist and so crazy. It's and crazy. I'll say stuff to them pretending to be on their side, like, "Yeah, I agree." I'm like, "But it." I'm not sure what that has to do with Muslims, you know? Like, I try to, like, bait them into, like... Maybe if the FBI racism. spent less time protecting Hillary Clinton than trying to undermine President Trump, they'd have more time to prevent mass shootings. That's the type of shit. Who wrote that? That was uh, Democrats uh, Democrats for Trump. You know, that's like a... Yeah, the fake... That's yeah. a Russian bot. <laughs> I mean... Probably. There's so many of that kind of thing out there oh, now. Oh, so much, man. Mm -hmm. You know, there's all the usual suspects. Amy Siskin, she's always tweeting anti-Trump stuff. And then I'm trying to find, like, a good... Oh, this guy, Kyle Griffin, he's always tweeting. Uh, there's a few that the big ones that always show up, you know? Um, there's another Trump guy, supporters. Dworkin, Scott Dworkin. Yeah, that, he's anti-Trump. He's there's a big anti-Trump guy. Jack Probiasic or something. Yeah, and then, you know, whatever, man. Um, I just don't... I don't know... Well, I mean, I've always thought that America needed a third party. Yeah, but it, the problem with the third party is um, all it does is make one of the other two parties lose. No, no, but I mean, I actually, like, I feel that the, the system needs to evolve. That actually, they might end up with, like, the European system of, like, power sharing. And, in other words, that, like, at times, you know, you can't just divide society left and right, you know? Yeah, like, right. At, at times, I would like there to be a bit more of a... Just some sort of balance where it's not. Don't worry about chewing into the mic. Bernie Sanders kind of was that, mm. but it was people really liked Bernie Sanders. I wasn't a big fan of Bernie Sanders. I was a slow burn on Bernie. I actually liked all his policies. I just actually my problem was I wasn't wild about Bernie. Mm -hmm. 
But I, I like all his policies. I mean, essentially, his policies are just basic European social democracy. Yeah. In Europe, it's not even, it's not controversial, his policies. Mm -hmm. It's just very simple social democracy, you know? Well, we've, we've created a sort of make-believe paradigm in this country that's, and a lot of people believe in it, that we're this Christian, God-based, white nation, and that our job is to continue to uh, continue to have a um, you know God fearing public that owns God. Like I said, you know, it's God faith. It's all all patriotism, and what patriotism is is to them being patriotic is never questioning the president when it's the one you like, which is really the least yes. patriotic thing you can do. Because the most patriotic thing you can do, which is the way the country was founded, is always. Truth to power, always truth to power. That's what the whole country was founded on. You're not going to lie to us. You're not going to be a king. Like we're going to call you out. That's why that we have the free press. Like that's what the whole. That's what the most patriotic thing you could do is question the dude in charge. But you know, it, it's a, it's it, you know, everyone's a hypocrite. And that's how opposition. Like all governments have like opposition. Yep. Like the opposition holds the ruling party to account, mm -hmm. and that's the process. But for some reason, because we've become so tribal, this is the whole thing. Like to me, it's like people get so offended when somebody has a different opinion that it's like, how can you suggest? And then it becomes this you know, libtards and all this mm -hmm. language yep. that and fascists. And, you know, like everyone hates. Yeah, and everyone's Hitler now. Yeah, being Hitler used to mean something. You know what I mean? It meant you were Hitler. You know, yeah. <laughs> now it's like you're Hitler, you're Hitler, you're Hitler. But I don't know, man. I really don't know what the end game on it will be because even to me, the things that always brought the country together were national tragedies. And now we have national tragedies every six, one, six weeks and nobody cares. All it does is make everybody fight. Yeah, and, well, and once the lines are drawn in the sand on any issue, everyone runs to their side and goes, well, this is how I feel. In other words, there's never an ability to have two mutually exclusive thoughts. For example, right now, we just had this school shooting, another school shooting, which we have all the time. So the left says we need gun control. And the right says it's about mental illness. And what about the fact that maybe they're both right? Maybe we have two mutually existing problems, which is we have a mental illness issue because we don't have funding, because guys like Trump don't want health care funding. So we have a lot of people with mental illness wandering the streets. That's why we have homeless problems. They close down all the mental institutions that the state's paid for because we don't pay for them because they don't want, you know, that's the joke. These guys are like, we've got to fix this problem. Like, yeah, well, you, you guys are the one who keep defunding it. And on the other side, we have a serious fucking gun issue in this country, which Too is you can guns. just get a gun. You just walk into a place and buy. I mean, other, like New York City is one of the few places you can't do that. Like to get a gun in New York City, even to go shoot a gun, go to shooting range is like near impossible. I Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I looked into it. There's like a 45-page document you have to fill out. It takes a year to process if they accept your application just to get a license to go. And guess what? I'm like, I don't really want to shoot a gun that bad, you know? Yeah, but it's, 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 take, it's a, turn. take a bite. I, you know, I feel guilty that, you, you know, you, you're such a great talker, but you're not able to, like, have a few bites. So let me, let me, let me, guilty, let, me fill, let me fill a gap while, while, while you take a few bites so you can enjoy your salad. Because, you know, most people listen to this are in Ireland, and most Europeans cannot fathom why America has this problem with guns. Like, it just... It seems to make no sense. You see the great Jim Jeffries routine. You know, like, it's just very obvious to us that a society shouldn't have the access to guns that, that uh, American society has. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, th- you know, with the NRA and the power that the NRA has, you can understand why some people defend guns. But I do feel that it has become tied into this tribal thing where it's only going to get worse because yeah. people have now decided that that is one of the issues that makes you a right-wing conservative well, is you believe in gun ownership. And the, and, and the sort of the joke of it is, look, the way I always try to explain it to Europeans is simple. Like, the country was built on a revolution, right? So the idea of, like, we have to be able to overthrow the dudes in charge at any time is built into the DNA of the country. Yeah, but and Ireland was... Ireland is a republic because of a revolution, too. Mm-hmm. An armed revolt against the same fucking country, by the way. I know. <laughs> the more, and more recently, yeah. Yeah, and more recently. Yeah. But, you know, there was never a sense of thinking, I'm now just, guns need to remain in society. Yeah, well, but my point is, however that crept into the DNA, which is the second thing they put in the Constitution, yes. which was not helpful on the founding fathers' part, but the other part of it is, it's the same way, like when, especially like with British people, I'll say, like, like, we can't wrap our heads around that. Like, you have a queen. Like, I went to London over the summer to visit my girlfriend's sister who lives there. And we went, they happened to have uh, Buckingham Palace open. And I walked through the palace, and all I did was get mad the whole time. Yeah. All I, I did I was get, get mad. mad I couldn't even believe that people who live in that country who have been on austerity measures at times allow this decadent palace full of priceless bullshit to go on display every now and then, and they get to walk through a few feet of it and look at it. I'm like, sell this shit. It's like when you go to the Vatican, you know, and they have a treasure room in the Vatican. I'm like, why don't you feed Africa? You're the church. Yeah, why, don't you, why don't you melt redress, down some of those golden re- scepters? Or redress some abuse victims. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. In other words, like those are the, so those are the kinds of things that's like to me the gun problem in this country. It's like these weird embedded inconsistencies in the system. That everyone's like, yeah, well, they just have a treasure room. And you're like, what do you mean? You just have a treasure room. Like, why would you just have a treasure room? Like, I, like you don't need a treasure room. The Pope is a, is a Jesuit. He's supposed to, like, wash people's feet. You don't need treasure at all. You know? And um, that's, like, what it is here. It's like, they're like, yeah, we just, we, you know, it's just, we just have to have guns. And the problem with it is that they're so easily accessible. And these guys won't even acknowledge that the guns play a role in the shootings. 
They're yeah. like, well, if he wasn't mentally ill, I'm like, yeah, but if he was mentally ill and all he had was a ping pong paddle, he wouldn't have killed 17 people in 17 yeah, seconds. It's, it's so obvious. I mean, the weapon is a weapon of death, and he used it to kill people. I mean, there's no argument. That's the crazy there's thing. There's no in, argument. For the, but the in, argument is just like... In the rest of the world, there's no argument. It's only an argument in the United States, and that is because of the, the cultural acceptance of, of gun ownership. Yeah. Like, for example, I mean, I'm not in the... Privately, I am in the business of... Uh, thinking that the acceptance of Islamophobia has become a very negative thing in society. But, you know, I keep my mouth shut a lot of the time because I just don't like the hassle, you know? People get very emotional. But at the same time, you never hear mental illness brought up when some fucking lunatic Muslim shoots up some people in California, for example. Even though it's kind of a similar thing. This guy is mentally ill, but... He got radicalized to, to uh, I guarantee you that there's elements of radicalization that happened to him online. You it know, was. in terms he, of it this. Was like this a, it was in a white nationalist hate group. Yeah, and he was also probably became fascinated with the idea of mass shooting, you know, and th that develops over time. And uh, even though it, terrorism, they'll say terrorism is separate, and I, I can, I, I'll listen to arguments of why terrorism is separate, or, you know, because it, became, it becomes some sort of like religious ideology that you want to kill infidels. But I, I feel like. You could also argue that some of these Muslims are mentally ill, susceptible to uh, brainwashing. Listen, same the, shit. The joke about that, like terrorism thing, is they don't want to use the word terrorism unless it's a Muslim. Anyone who brings terror to a group of people is a terrorist. A dude walking to a school, shooting people, is a terrorist. It's the same fucking thing. Man. And as a white man, I want to denounce violence against school children. Which I just think is funny because when, Mus when, some when Muslims do something, they ask Muslims to denounce terrorism. Mm -hmm. But no one has asked us white men today. I mean, listen, we're the worst. I know. White men. Over the last six months, there's been nothing but news about the bad shit that white men... I know, men and, it ain't, and it, ain't, it ain't helping us uh, on the road, you know, doing <laughs> comedy. Two straight white guys doing comedy. I know, I mean, we joke about that sometimes, but in all fairness, it's like... A relentless amount of negative shit about white men, but not once has anybody come out and been like, "Hey, I think we need to stop white men coming into this country." You know, like it. it so it, it just goes to show that like deciding that like you should have a Muslim ban is so fucking ridiculous. No, but it's the the joke of um, not all Muslims are terrorists, but all terrorists are Muslims, and it's like. Well, that's only because you classify everything Muslims do as terrorism, and you never classify white dudes as terrorists. Exactly. And if you did, then all Muslims, all terrorists wouldn't be Muslims. Terrorists would just be... I mean, we've had terror attacks in this country. Remember um, the dude who did, uh, um, oh, uh, 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 years ago, um, Oklahoma City. Oh, yeah, Timothy McVeigh. McVeigh. Yeah. Mm, a white dude. Blew up a fucking bunch of kids and people in an office building. I mean, we just... I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, this is the first time in my life. I'm 40 years old. I've lived here my whole life. It was the first time in my life I'm just going, I, I'm, I'm, I'm out of ideas. You Me know? too. And man. I'm like, That's and, how I, and, I feel. And it really does feel like the country is fundamentally broken. And just electing a guy like Trump to office and having all these people defend him nonstop when it's clear. Look, as a New Yorker, we've had this dude in our lives the whole time. 
He's a piece of shit. Yeah, he's been a piece of piece shit of since shit. day one. His whole family is pieces of shit. Con His kids are pieces of shit. He's a flim flam con artist, dude. He's a money launderer. He's narcissist. A narcissist. All narcissist about it. Megalomaniac. Liar, he's a terrible person. And now look, you can say what you want about guys like George Bush or Obama, whatever politics you're on. But this dude goes beyond politics. George Bush was a right wing neoconservative politician. So he had his generic template that he was going to run the country on. And he did. You know? And that's what he did. And Obama did his generic template. Like, neither one of those guys were very different, really, if you look at what they did. Like, Obama was also dropping drone strikes on kids. Like, yeah. know, they all do that shit. But Trump is... Not, the whole idea is he's against the system, but he's not smart enough to, like, re... To, like, sort of fix the system. He's just like a wrecking ball. And he's just knocking it all over. With, like he doesn't yeah, even have no people. idea what he's doing. He has no idea what he's doing. He doesn't even have people in positions. Half the jobs aren't even filled. No, he's he's like, actually he's we've really had all useless. these Amtrak train crashes recently. The dude he put in charge of Amtrak safety is like some dude he knows who's never worked in the trains before. And like all of a sudden, Amtrak trains are like flipping off the tracks. And it's like yeah, because you have like a dentist running it. Like it, it, he's like. Yeah, he, he, he's a, 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 an absolute buffoon. And what's uh, absurd about it is, to me, again, it's not about politics. It's like, it's just about common sense. But there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people in this country that just resent, you know, New York. They resent, they call it elitism, all that kind of stuff. Yes. And, and it's this feeling of like, we're these Northeast elitists who think we know everything and we don't know everything. But, you know, I, I don't think I know more than other people, but I do think I live in a place that accepts a lot of different types of people. And unless you live in a place like that, you don't really have a leg to stand on. Also, we live in a place where terrorists actually target. If you live in like a farm in Kansas, you don't get a say yeah, in how we deal with terrorism. <laughs> like you have a barn. Nobody gives a shit about you. Like every day I'm on the subway underground with 8 million people. Like I, get a, I, get, I should get two votes on how we handle terrorism <laughs> versus your zero votes. Because you, like you have eight machine guns and, and 40 acres to yourself, you know? So... Yeah, and I mean, people are so concerned about being right. Like, all these Republicans, I mean, whatever. The, the whole system is corrupt. But, like, they went against Obama at every turn just because they wanted him to lose. Mm -hmm. they, they, you know, and in the end, they bring in this corporate tax cut, which, you know, part of me feels like, actually, the corporate tax cut maybe wasn't a bad idea. But Obama wanted a corporate tax cut, 28%. They blocked him, you know. We could have had this corporate tax cut. You, we could have got some of that money back into the economy years ago mm -hmm. but they blocked it and they only blocked it because they, they weren't going to get credit yeah they yeah. hated obama they weren't going to get credit for it now it's came in it's came in at a bad time actually yep it was more important back in 2013 when obama wanted to bring it in i do I, I do think though with trump that the russia thing is going to start to yield information i don't think it's going away no i don't think it's going away because well he's also made so many i mean he's kind of he he's definitely lacking in some intelligence because like I don't know how powerful he thinks he is, but as much as it was a miracle that he got elected, he is not going to be able to tear down institutions based on his, you know, will. Uh, we'll see. Well, those institutions are pretty powerful. Like I, I mean, feel, I feel like they'll drop them. Like that dude Robert Mueller, who's investigating him. That guy's legit, man. Like he's for real. He's been in law enforcement his whole life. He's got like a pristine record. Takes himself seriously. He has not been out once. Doing a speech in public. You have not seen him on camera. He's not showboating. He's not making this about him. He's just knee deep in like documents and he's interviewing people. And at the end of the thing, 
If he doesn't find anything, there's nothing to find. Yeah. But I can't imagine that if the FBI and that level of investigation and teams of lawyers are looking through Donald Trump's entire life, they're not going to find some shit. Yeah, I mean, they got to find something. The guy I mean, wouldn't release his tax returns. Why not? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's a shady-ass dude. So who the hell knows what they'll find or not, but... It, that's one of the reasons I'm just every day I'm riveted. Well, right now it's just such a train wreck that I, as much as the economy is, you know, like doing okay, it's such a train wreck week after week, scandal after scandal. I just don't know if we could handle four years of this. I don't know. I mean, I didn't think we could handle six months of it and we're already over a year in. Listen, I keep saying this to people. To me, this is like, this is America being, going through like a, a crash test or like, you know, the way you test a car. It's like if after this dude is done, the country's still standing, we got a good country. You know what I mean? <laughs> Holy shit, they built a good country. I, I don't know. You know, and it's like, that, like, that's how I look at it. Like, if after this is done, like, the dollar still has value and the lights still turn on when you hit the switch and, like, you know, there's still gasoline and, and all the things that we just gotten used to as a first world country still exist and the government is still intact in eight years or four years from now, whenever this dude's fucking done. Holy shit, well built. Please let it be no more than four. I know, I mean, but who knows, man? I mean, I, I didn't think it could be, I didn't think he could win. I mean, I, I, I just thought it was going to be like a laughing stock joke. Even on election night. Remember he won like Kentucky and I like put a joke on like Instagram or, or something that was like, hey, look, Trump's, Trump's the president of Kentucky, you know? And then like two hours later, I'm like, whoa, Trump's oh, going to be the president. President of the United yeah. States of America. He's going to be the president, yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to keep you in long. You, you know, you're eating your salad. You, you've been very gracious in, uh, you know, breaking it down. The people, you know, people, I haven't indulged that much in a good Trump stuff on the podcast. But mm -hmm. people appreciate it, you know. Well, first of all, I love Dez. Let me just be clear. So I was happy to do this. I'm sorry I was eating, but... Uh, eat. You know, it's it's. Listen, it's. Uh, I like talking about this stuff, man. I record, wish I had. It's I quarter I, past eleven at night. For the, I don't think anyone has answers to it. I think the media just does what we're doing, just talk it through, talk it through, talk it through. But it's wait and see, you know. And in all honesty, I'm not like I'm rooting for success. Like I want the country to be okay. People used to ask us that on the Daily Show, like, oh, do, are you guys upset? Like if George Bush doesn't win the. You know, the pre like, you know, it won't be harder for you to not have George Bush in office. And we're like, we just want, we'd rather the show get canceled and the country be okay. Like, yeah, like it's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's the, it's, there's a much bigger thing at, you know, at risk here. And it's not, you know, comedy or, or anything else. It's, Actually, it's but, like the but, bigger thing at risk is like, you know, and look, it's well, good for society. Yeah. Like, as, as, like, if this dude somehow, like, figures out a way to like calm the tensions of the country which he hasn't even attempted to do and figures out a way to like bring everyone together and like tone down the rhetoric and tone down the like white supremacy which he probably very easily could do if he just went out made some statements if he showed up to places when incidents occur like he's probably playing golf he's not even he should go to florida just do something that a human well, the, would do well, the blatant but, hypocrisy it's it's almost the hypocrisy is so blatant it's almost i think it it goes over people's heads. They can't even fathom that he complained about Obama's golfing, and he golfs more than any human being could I golf. Mean, how about the fact that he literally has a golden toilet 
in his apartment. Like, there's photos. Like, he's done tours of his apartments on, like, TV shows to show how rich he is. His bathroom made of gold. Gold bathroom, like Liberace. And he's the man of the people. And in other words, a lot of working class people are like, he's like us. I'm like, like you? The dude wasn't born with a silver spoon in his mouth. He had like a fucking golden scepter up his ass. That's how rich this dude was from the day he started. From the day he started. And, and somehow he's a man of the people. And it's scandal. It's like he literally, it's now come out that they gave hush money to a prostitute that he was banging right after his son was born. Yeah. And that just, his wife, by the way, doesn't talk to him. Have you watched, have you, Google Melania hates Donald and watch the video people put together. It's like her smacking his hand away, looking oh, away, yeah. walking oh, past him. All it's that. unbelievable. But the, but the funny thing is that, like, he's so insane. There's so much drama around him that that doesn't even stick. Like, any other president, that would be, like, a talking point for weeks. Yeah. Bill you know? Clinton went down on that, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was not, not exactly the same, but still, you know, like, he... he, he well... It's a major scandal. I mean, he was in office at the time. You know, Bill Clinton was in office, the Monica Lewinsky thing, but there were like four other scandals about him and women. Linda, I mean, um, God, I can't remember. Jennifer Paul, Flowers. Paul, Jennifer Flowers, Paula, Paula Jones or something. There was all these other women whose names were coming up the whole time he was president. Women he gave hush money to, women who complained about him. So well, I think Jennifer Flowers might have been Gary Hart. but I, Who I, knows? I, who knows? doesn't really matter. You know, some some woman who everyone, you know, was trying to pin, which he probably did. I mean, the guy's definitely, Bill Clinton was definitely like a, a total poon hound back in the day. Yeah, well, now, now he's, in, yeah, now he's t- totally tainted, you know, amongst the Me Too stuff. Clinton's looking worse. But l- let me just ask you something before you go, because I, 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 I'm interested. What did you actually do on The Daily Show? Well, I started there right out of college in 1999, just as a production assistant. I was doing stand-up, like, started doing stand-up. Production assistants just, like, stocking fridges with water, going on yeah. runs, that kind of stuff. Swimming with sharks. Yeah. And then I, Paper but I cuts. stayed. I just stayed. Like, I mean, it took me years and years, but I climbed the ladder. Like, I, I started as, like, the footage guy. And then, and then, and then, and, you know, it took me about seven, eight years to get into the, like, position of actually having, like, creative authority and being in that kind of position. And then the last, like, three, four years I was there, I was executive producer. I ran Oh, the you were place. executive producer yeah, yeah. of the Daily Show? Mm-hmm. So were yep. you involved in the decisions on who was going to be a contributor? Yeah, I was involved in everything. When, when I became executive producer, I was like in charge of it, you know. But um, that was the last three or so years I was there of the 13. So the first seven kind of sucked. The back six were better. Nice. But the la- And then I left. I, I didn't leave. I, 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 mean, I, was, I left just because like, I wanted to do stand-up and I didn't want to work 12 hours a day. Like, I left a really high-paying, cool job running a TV show with Jon Stewart just because I was like, I can't. I so you didn't leave because he was leaving? No, I left, left like before. two years before he did. Really? I, had, I just had to go. I think part of me was like, I had to do it on my own. I had to like make the choice. I had to say like, this ain't about the money. This is, this is about what you want to do. And what I wanted to do was this. I mean, I'm on the road, man. I talk about it to people all the time. I'll be, in a, I'll be in like a shitty club. Not a shitty club. It's a good club, but like a shitty crowd. You know, like I don't draw a lot of people. The crowds are nice, but they're not big. And I always said to them, I go, guys, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I, I had a crazy cool job, run a whole TV show, and then I left so I could do this, and I've never been happier. And really? I'm currently in a mall doing comedy with, like, 60 people in the room, and I've never been happier. You, because you, you keep bringing up the mall. Are you talking about the one in Minnesota? 
Yeah, there's a bunch of them. House in the mall. of Comedy in Minnesota. Yeah, that's a great. That's a that's a really good club. But I mean, there there there's a lot of clubs and malls. And my point being that like, you know, all of the things you do in your life, you know, you do for the reasons. You either do them for like the wrong reasons or the right reasons, and at some point you gotta like look in the mirror and go, "I'm gonna be 40 soon. Am I going after the thing I well, wanted you're not to go 40 after?" Yet? No, I am 40. I'm saying when I left. Oh right. Yeah. yeah, I was like you know probably 36. Well, no, when did I leave? 2013. So five years ago, I was like 35. And, you know, you just look in the mirror and just go, "This isn't the dream. The dream was to like be performing and writing my own things and creating my own stuff, not just working for this place." You know and. Then you look in the mirror when you're 45 and you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? Exactly. I'm 40 and I'm already going, man, you know what was good back then? The money. (laughs) (laughs) When you're making money, you're like, money's not important. Then when you're not making money, you're like, you know what's important is money. Fuck. I got to fly economy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's funny. I'm always crunching the numbers. I'm like, dude, I I took a bit. That was the biggest hit was how I fly, where I stay. You know, all of those things. The worst thing you can ever do is fly business once. Never fly business yeah. and you'll never know. No, I used to. Because once you do it, yeah, it's fucked. tough to go back. Yeah, fuck. It's man. like it's like it's like dating a black woman. It's tough to go back. You know what I mean? Is that acceptable? Yeah. Once you go black, you never go back. I mean, is it acceptable or is it an expression? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's not like I said auction. I didn't say auction. I, well, you know, I'm not going to judge you, but I'm going to leave it out there for my listeners to make mm-hmm. a decision on: is that acceptable? What you just yeah, said. I'd like to know. Uh, but anyway. I uh, I very much appreciate you. Yeah, man, happy to do it. I've been talking to myself for the last four episodes. That's cool. So I'm I'm happy to have had another human being. Well, I'm happy to do it, man. Anytime. You've got the best projection. I mean, I hope to God, I, I didn't have you on too loud. Goodbye, Ireland. No, I, I hope not. I'd hope hopefully we'll get you over there. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to do that. Yeah, the Irish I'd love to go and do appreciate some man. good political I would love to humor. Do that. All right, man. I'll, I'll I, when I, in my own time, I'll do all your like stuff. But what's right. your uh, your Twitter's Rory Albanese? Yeah, at Rory Albanese. All my stuff is just my name. All all of it is Rory Albanese. Mm-hmm. Rory's very Irish. Name. It is very Irish name, but I'm not Irish. I'm yeah. Italian Jew. Italian Jew. Yeah, no Irish. Wow. But I do have an Irish name. Good yeah. with money and the muscle to back it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Kind of. Also, it? just like tense, you know. Anxiety. <laughs> yeah. A lot of anxiety. A lot of anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right, see you, buddy. Peace. Thanks very much to everybody for listening. Thank you to Rory. Listen, guys, we'll be back next week. Who knows what we'll be talking about? Weekend of shows in the Comedy Cellar. Uh, there's a deal on for my Melbourne shows for the next few hours. It's 24 for 24 So it's $24 Australian dollars for tickets. Uh, for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival until Saturday morning Australian time. So just to let you know that exists, hit me up on Instagram at Des Bishop, facebook.com forward slash Des Bishop. My Snapchat is Des Buffer. It's midnight, Thursday into Friday in New York City. I'm signing out. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack. 
for free shipping and 365-day returns.